We're coming back to you live as well. You can get us on your podcast if you have all the apps. Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and or Apple. I'm up there, ethnically speaking. All right. So, there's so much going on. I just want to jump on. I came hydrated tonight, y'all, because this is real. Mm. To all my people tuning in on the audio podcast, I appreciate you guys for showing support as well. Alright, so let's get it. So, um, jumping into this, I don't know if you guys have been out here and looking. The Met Gala. The Met, this is this is off script. This is off script. I am looking at the Met Gala. And the Met Gala, oh my god. The Met Gala is lit. I'm seeing right now Cardi B. I see Nicki Minaj. I see Travis Scott and Kylie, y'all. They, they coming. Like, look at this. But you know, so far... So far, yes, that's on the Shade Room. Shout out to the Shade Room. I support all the rooms. This is Paper Magazine. They have Cardi B. Y'all, this is all off the record. Like, this is what the kind of, we have, we have a good show tonight, but like, this stuff just popped up and it's monumental because you have a lot of people out here doing ground breaking things. You have Nikki. Oh, Lord Jesus, there's so many people. If y'all was watching it from earlier today, you would have saw, uh, what's my girl? <clears throat> Damn, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga came and took everything she had on off. All right? Lady Gaga came out there giving everything to the Lord, including her linens. All right? So, let's jump into it. First in black culture, we are going off the script tonight. We are not doing hot topics or anything like that. We're just going into it. We got some stories, and I want you guys to roll with me. If you're tuning in, share, share, share. If you're Janette, Janine, okay, Janelle Monae, all right, send it to me. Send it to me on Instagram, and I can pull it up. If you got pictures of the people who are arriving at the Met Gala, I'm telling you, tonight it's lit. Like, I'm lit off the Met Gala in just that song alone. So let's do the thing. Share this video. Bring these people in. Tell them we're turning up. It is what it is. I hope you got a cup. Fill her up. So... First thing first, the black culture, we have a baby in the royal family that could possibly have some melanin. Possibly, this baby could have some melanin. Oh, Janelle Monae, y'all. Oh, look at Janelle Monae. That is good. That is good. That is real good. Oh, Janelle Monae. All right. So, back to the black, fa uh, the black baby that's in the royal house now. Um... It's a possibility that we will have some melanin. We don't know for sure what's going to go down, but I hope and pray. I got it on show. I hope and pray we get to see this baby come through with some, you know, some melanin. Yes, my nephew is here. Yes, everybody. Y'all come turn up. Yes, yes. So it's like you do like uh, this right here. I don't like the, the color. Let the color come through. So this baby may be a little, you know, colored in there, you know. No, no pun intended, ethically speaking. So, Prince Harry and Meghan, the Duke of Duchess of Sussex, have welcomed their first child. It was a boy, y'all. Um, it was confirmed Monday. The new baby is Queen Elizabeth's eighth grandchild and the seventh in line to the British throne. So, here's again. Now, and it's a boy. Now, this is a boy. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a boy. So, let's think about this now. So, so... I feel like the grandmother is going to have a lot of... Listen now. I want y'all to ride with me now. The grandmother is going to have a... Hopefully, she has a lot of input. Input into uh, 
the raising of this child. So if this child do like most black men, they tend they tend to find that you know they try to look for their mother or their grandmother or they just try to find another black woman. Now if this boy happens to find him a real old black woman over when he come across the pond for that good old family reunion that they gonna still be going to, you know, over there, y'all, y'all, Instagram, I'm bringing you back. I apologize, y'all. Listen, listen, listen. The baby was weighing in at 7 pounds and 3 ounces. He was born 5.26 a.m. Y'all, it's going to, who? just think about it. Just just think about it. Like, I don't know where y'all mind is at, but I'm thinking about it's a possibility that we could possibly have an entire family of melanin in the, in the, Brit, the British family, you know. That would be that would be that would be lit. We're gonna see what happens. We might get some dark hopefully he came out a little dark. We're gonna see because his mother is fair. But I don't know how long it will take for us to see because they said, you know, they ain't releasing the shit. I'm surprised you knew that the baby was born. If you're tuning in, I wanna thank you for tuning in. People on my podcast and everything around the world, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, tune in and share this video because we we doing it up tonight. We having a good old time. Next in line on the list, Charlotte Corporate Attorney. I wanna say it's Oh my God, Chelsea! Oh, uh, Miss Chris, one, because I've been trying to. Uh, I don't know. You know how y'all break it down, and you be like, it's Chelise, but I don't know what her name is. I think it's Chelsea. If you know, somebody call me and let me know. But just don't call me. Text me the pronunciation of it. Um. Anyways, she's 28 years old. She won the Miss USA pageant Thursday, I think last Thursday in Reno, Nevada. So that's another little thing that we're like excited about in the ethnic community. And I had to report that here on Ethically Speaking. Even if you guys have heard about it, I still got to bring it to you. Like, you know, that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about some things up in here. We're here at the table, so that's what it is. Um, comes to find out, you know, I definitely did a little bit of digging and everything. Um, she actually is an attorney in... Charlotte, North Carolina? I think I have it. She's an attorney in Charlotte, North Carolina. She's a litigation attorney at that with a Charlotte's uh, law firm down in North Carolina. And the big thing that I saw, a lot of guys, you got to check this out. The dude, that was very commercial. You got to check this out. Um, No. So she actually does a blog. It's a fashion blog. The fashion blog is called White Collar Glam. So I don't know about y'all, but this is a good day to be ethnic. Like, we're going to report this stuff. We're going to get into some things about the ethnic things that we're coming up under attack. And I'm pretty sure, I don't know you guys, that's why I'm telling you, like, keep sharing this thing because um, Facebook might shut me down after I report something tonight. So, uh, yeah. So y'all share this Facebook. I, you know, I don't mean no harm or nothing like that, you know. But this is my show, Instagram. You know, I know you guys are together, but I have to report stuff to the people. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'll give you a little background on Miss uh, USA. She has a friendship with the current Miss America, Nia Franklin, and now serves as Franklin's attorney, which is cool. So that's a good old nice connection. She earned her bachelor's degree from the University of South Carolina and her law degree from Wake Forest uh, University of North Carolina. So stand up. And it's possible that Maya Angelou could have possibly ran through that while she was there. Who knows? Check that out. That'll be quite, you know, quite nice. You know, check that out, you know, real quick. So... Shout out to the women um, that's making ways. Shout out to Megan. You know, shout out to Miss Chris, Miss Christ. Shout out to her. I should have really studied her name before I got up here and did this. But she is a fashion blogger, and you can follow her blog. It's called White Collar Glam. And basically what the blog is about is about teaching women on what to wear in the workplace fashion-wise. Like, you can go in there and be stunned. Like, bam, bam, whatever. 
So, yeah. All right, so while we're talking about very influential women and big women in general, um, Wendy Williams... I love Wendy, you guys. You know that. You know, we love Wendy here at the store. I'm at the show. Um, her husband, y'all. This dude's trying to get... He is really like... like Homeboy's trying to get... You know what they say when you just add fuel to the fire? Homeboy's trying to get, in TMZ words, a boatload of money. So, you cheat. Lie. Steal, manipulate, and have a baby. Nigga, nigga ain't did no wrong, huh? I, let let here's the details. So, Mr. Hunter, Kevin Hunter, the um, you know, the strange husband of Wendy Williams, said that he is asking that she provide child spousal support. Now. It's it's kind of I don't know how the laws go in New York, but sometimes you can't actually get the spousal support if you are like basically, let's say, uh, left. What's the word they want to call abandoned? If you're abandoned, then yeah, you could receive like child spousal support. Um, if that person was a sole provider, you could receive you know spousal support. But you and uh, Whitney, Wendy, damn, Lord Jesus. You and Wendy both were executive producers on the show. So with that being said, you were just one of the producers who were let go. So I don't don't know how that's going to work or anything like that. But he, uh, yeah, he's asking that she pay for the the schooling of her son. I mean, but this is non, like this is shit that she's going to do automatically. Like she's going to pay for her son to go to school like that's every like black mother's dream is for like their child to be able to go to college like come on now so she's going to pay for her child to go to school especially if she has the money like so for him to even put that in the divorce like well in what he's asking already they're getting everything together well it's not everything together he's just asking the judge as of right now but i mean that's that's crazy homeboy like he i'm pretty sure she's going to pay for yeah i'm yeah yeah, I don't think, yeah, she shouldn't have to. That's bullshit. Like, honestly, like, we're not going to, we can't even, at this, nah, bro. That's just like when Kendu was asking money for, from uh, Mary. Like, what you talking about? You got fired. Like, if you cheat, you fuck up. Excuse me, ethically speaking. You get fired. I mean, there ain't no other way around it. Like, y'all tell me what else happened. She fired him, changed locks, served his ass, and was like, it is what it is. Um, she filed for divorce last month in New Jersey where they used to live together. The long expected move came weeks after Kevin's alleged, alleged mistress gave birth and he is believed to be the father. Um, it says Kevin was also an executive producer, which I just told you guys of Wendy's show and was her personal manager, but she fired him, bro. That's what TMZ reported. She fired him. And I don't understand like people that be talking shit about her. Like, all right. There are some things, there's sometimes some situations where you will be on the man's side and you'll be like, yeah, he probably should get spousal support. You know, if he's done, they're like, if you know, I mean, some men will be like, fuck, you know, I'm good. I got myself. You know what it is, what it is. But when you've done all of this, like, everything that you do is in the public eye at this point, like, people are going to see it. Like, and people will be like, nah, bruh. So for people who are like bashing Wendy, like you should pay up, da 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 da, like come on now, like I don't understand, like people even do that, like but there are people out here that are doing it, and, like this is crazy, like chill out, but no, like come on, bro, like 
it's it, it can't go down like that. Like, no, Wendy ain't paying. Wendy ain't paying. Y'all, I want to tell y'all about something, but I want to hold this to the end because I, I, I feel like if I talk about it, I will get kicked off Facebook. So, it ain't trying to keep y'all here. If y'all want to go, you got to go. You got to go. It's recorded, so it'll be posted tomorrow if you got to go to bed. But I just don't want to, I want to hold off on that. So, this is what I want to talk about real quick. I know, I don't know if you guys were, um, <clears throat> If you guys were watching everything that was going on on social media and throughout the world, I'm sure as well. We're not like, you know, in the news and stuff. A girl from Love and Hip Hop. Yeah. A girl from Love and Hip Hop named. What's the girl name? Brittany Taylor. Shit, I'm tripping. So I met Brittany Taylor uh, last year. Was it last year? Last year at Philly Pride, Philly Black Pride. I met Brittany Taylor. And it was Britney Taylor, it was Cardi B's sister, Hennessy, Bobby Lights was there. Um, I feel like there was somebody else that was there too. But like, I met them, we were all on stage. Like, you know, y'all know me, I'm the turn up king. Like, if I can get on the stage, I'm getting on the stage. Like, y'all already know that. You know how I turn up when I turn up. So, sidebar, see all you guys 23rd uh, of May at Ultra Bar and Lounge, Washington, D.C. We will be turning up, me and Sir Rock Clock. And the good old fly, two fly records, entertainment. We're going to be turning up. It's going to be Patron and Ciroc. Oh, so. Mm. Yeah, it's one of those shows tonight. So, she was cool. Everything was like, vibe was nice. You know, she was a cool, like, she was energetic or whatever. So, boom, bam, check this out. So, about three weeks ago, I was, you know, like everybody else, scrolling through my timeline. And this picture popped up. Well, this wasn't the picture that popped up. It was the initial picture of I'm on my way to the precinct. And this is the picture that popped up. Alright. If y'all know her, I got allergies, y'all. Real, real bad. So if y'all know her, her name is Brittany Taylor. So right here is her eyeball. And apparently she was attacked. Now, Miss Brittany Taylor reportedly said that this individual here is who attacked her. Now, reportedly, Brittany Taylor said that Remy Ma punched her in her face. Now, my memory, now this is strictly off my memory. This ain't no blog. This is strictly off memory of seeing it myself on the page. She was like, Remy, why would you do this? Because you talk about unity, black love, shake my head, stuff like that. If you guys can find it and you can shoot that to me, shoot it to me. But apparently, <clears throat> this is the work of Remy Ma. So I'm like anybody from the hood or anybody just from the country. You run up, get done up. Bottom line, you know, that's where I stand with it. Bottom line, you know, I even comment a few things like, no matter who you are, if you run up on somebody, you better be ready to fight. It's just like, it is what it is. So, reportedly, Brittany Taylor filed charges, press charges. Well, I don't know if she pressed charges, she just reported the incidents. Ooh. But that puts Remy in jeopardy because she's on parole. Like, she has 85 days left for parole. Like, and she's supervised parole. So, it's like, yeah, mm, we need to have a look at you. So, they booked Remy. Remy had to go turn herself in, and she was released out on a $1,500 bill. 
So, her camp and everything, her camp, I'm going to get into it real quick. So, the camp, Remy's camp, they released a press statement and everything, and they were saying things, you know, I have the press statement right here. They were stating that the alleged incident was said to have taken place nearly three weeks ago at an Irving Plaza in New York City where Remy was scheduled to perform for a cancer benefit. Uh, it says Taylor, who was not invited to attend the event, accused Mackie of giving her that's Remy Miles' last name, Mackie, um, giving her a black eye. Thus far, there's no credible evidence to corroborate Taylor's story. Remy was promptly released on a $1,500 cash bail with a pending charge of a misdemeanor. But still, like if she like on probation, that's a violation. She had to go back to jail and finish her time, or they can make her do back time. From my understanding, I could be wrong, but if people know the system, you let me know. Hit my DMs. Um, basically they said that Remy didn't do it. It's, they said they got video, reportedly they had video of Remy at her house, actually, because she had to perform, and they said she didn't get to the performance until like 15 minutes before she was supposed to take the stage. So, we're trying to figure out what happened. But, uh, I wish Remy the best on that, but I just want to talk about this. Now, I don't see Remy to be an individual who's a bully. I don't think she's ever, like, been, like, a bully or nothing like that. You know, I ain't ever seen her in that statue or nothing. So, to me, it's kind of, uh, for you to jump up here and be like, oh, this, that, the third, this, that, the third. But here's my thing. What happened? How did you put yourself in that predicament? Like, what did you do? But then go to social media. If it happened, it happened. But why go to social media? You know what I mean? If it happened, it happened. My thing is, don't go to social media about it. Like, you look desperate. You talked all that junk about you ain't need a love of hip-hop coin. Or you'll be good without it. But, I mean, I like you, but I don't know about that. You know, you got to be careful. Your words, you got to be careful what you say. Because, yeah, I don't want to say about that. Be careful what you say. Right now, they're turning over some evidence to her... The attorneys are turning over evidence to the, what you call, damn, the judges and stuff because they said they got a camera video that Remy is at home at 9.30 when Brittany said the attack happened. So, we'll see what happens. Alright, so, this is the last thing I'm going to do tonight because I just wanted to, I think this is it. No, well, no, I got this. Is this... We'll talk about that next week. It ain't that big. It's not that big important. Because, yeah, we talk about him next week. I got one more thing. I have two more things, but I'm scared Facebook is going to kick me off before I get to my last segment. So I'm going to go ahead and move this. So um, Facebook and Instagram both remove accounts from um, the Honorable Minister Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan. And it says Facebook banned the longtime leader of the new the, the the Chicago-based Nation of Islam as part of their tech giant's effort to rid its website of hate speech and dangerous people and organizations. And it's 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 crazy because it's like what do you mean? Like Farrakhan, Farrakhan, I don't agree with everything that Farrakhan says. 
you're not going to agree with everything that anyone says. You're not going to agree with everything that's in. If you're if you're a Bible thumper, you're not going to believe everything that's in the, what Bible thumpers do. But if you like believe, if you believe in God, if you believe in God, and everything like you're not going to believe everything that's in that Bible. Sometimes you like question some things. I mean, not the Word of God, but the Word that somebody spoke that won't God. But my thing is. How the hell you going to shut down Farrakhan's page when all Farrakhan has been doing on his page is just spreading his gospel of what he believed to be true? Never saying or, or preaching about being violent or anything of that such. And, and this is crazy because I was just talking to my aunt about this this weekend. And they thought, I mean, it, it was, we said it as a joking moment, but now it's really been, it's serious. So, Farrakhan was the nation of Islam. Farrakhan was the nation of Islam. Is the nation of Islam. When you hear Farrakhan, who do you think? You think of Malcolm X, you think of the nation of Islam. That's what you think about. Period. I was telling my aunt, I was like, you know, I think we got lost in the Black Panther epidemic and ride with me. I call it an epidemic and this is why. I feel like we got lost in it because we were so excited to have a superhero movie produced by Marvel around black people. We were lit. Like, yes, we got a superhero. Not just a superhero. We got a whole cast full of our ethnic melanin people of color from different shades different ethnicities creeds and backgrounds we had that represented and we were just on cloud nine but you have to listen when you go and google black panther you're not going to see a lot of the a lot of the black panther movement and when I say the Black Panther movement, I'm talking about the movement that occurred back in the day. I don't even want to know the time. I think like the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. I know that was in the 70s. Maybe they think, maybe, I think they got, I don't know, hit my, my inbox. You can let me know. But I think it was like the 15th, the, no, not the 15th, but like the 70s when the Black Panther movement went hard. You know what I mean? So now when you go and Google Black Panther, the first thing you see is a superhero movie. And it's like, we got it's, it's it's I hate to say that it looks like we're going in reverse, but like if you look at it and you open up the big picture, okay. So they removed Farrakhan off of the social media, the biggest social, the two biggest social media sites, social media sites in the in the world, Facebook and Instagram. They go hand in hand. They even over overlap each other. So you remove Farrakhan, and that's the nation of Islam, which is uh, a big forefront of. The civil rights, you know, being being united as one, being a nation of love, of color, of education, and you you they're putting us back in the background, like, and we got we gotta please ride with me, y'all, ride with me, and open up on this one, like they're removing small but major key factors in what keeps us moving forward. Having that person in the forefront for us, it's pulling us back. Like it's they're taking our representation that's in a positive light 
Honestly, because Farrakhan says some things back in his day that people won't agree with. But, I mean, if you look at some of the things, it made sense. Like, he said things people didn't want to say. He did things that people didn't want to. But he led a nation. I went to the 20-year Million Man's Mark. Me and my, million Man's Mark. Million Man Walk. March. Whatever. And I went to the 20th year reunion. And me and my grandfather. And we went out there. And it was the atmosphere. The 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 morale everything in the like it was empowering empowering like it was strong like it's all people of different colors like standing it was me and my grandfather but beside us were two Latinos and on the other side were two people like literally who were uh Native Americans and in front of us were people who were from Asia. I don't know what they were Asians, I'm gonna say Asians. But it was crazy because we all were just having a conversation. And then it was like, well, I'm this, I'm that. And I'm like, it was wow. But those type of things, those type of events, that type, those type of things are advertised on these type of networks. Facebook and Instagram. Now you're erasing. Come on. Come on you're, 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 you're erasing. If you take Farrakhan off and you don't have people as big as Farrakhan. Because Farrakhan is, like I said... Farrakhan is the nation of Islam. When you think of Farrakhan, you know the nation. So I feel like they're trying to erase us. Period. Regardless if you're a part of the nation at all, they're trying to erase us. And I just want us to be able to open up and see that. Open up and see the real truth and the real, real essence of what's going on in the world. Because if we don't educate ourselves on our people because if you just go off of something that you heard somebody say about Farrakhan or you just go off of something that you heard somebody say about the whole entire nation of Islam or if you go over something that you heard somebody say about you know uh, Malcolm X and uh, the Black Panther movements and all that because there's like I shared a picture of an individual who was on my ethically speaking page the Instagram page who was murdered in his house, point blank, period. You can go look on my page. I'm not going to get into it because, like I said, I want to stay on and I want to keep informing you guys. So, if you erase all of that, all we see is what they put out. And it's never going to be anything positive unless it's something making them look like, oh, they were the rescuer. They saved us. It's, it's crazy. It's wild. It's bigger than what people think it is. I'm telling y'all, it's bigger than what people think it is. Because that's these are major platforms. These are how people get their messages out. This is how I get my message out. Like, let's be honest. Sure. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll keep looking into that. We're going to see what happens. Because a lot of people are rallying around Farrakhan. Because they know it's bullshit. They definitely know it's bullshit, you guys. So... We're going to see um, Snoop Dogg. He made a statement. I'd like to read this real quick before we switch and go to the last two last closing things of the night. Um, Snoop Dogg was like, if you're down with it like I'm down with it, post your favorite Mr. Farrakhan videos on your Instagram and Facebook page. Snoop Dogg said in the Instagram post, he was like, show some love to a real brother. Like, at the end of the day, Farrakhan stands for us. You might not like the way he puts the message across, but he's a proud black man, an educated proud black man. And the Nation of Islam are looking for people like like he said it at the meeting, like when we did the last, we want engineers. It's not a situation of cultivation or anything like it's like they're trying to when I say cultivation, it's an ethical word like cult. 
Is it just trying to show that we are more, we can back our brothers and sisters because we have the funding? That's what they don't want because that nation has the funding to back you guys. But it's another story for a different day. Um, this Snoop Dogg also said this, and we're going to switch on out. He said, how the fuck y'all going to ban Minister Louis Farrakhan for Putin, 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 for putting the truth out there? I stand with him. I'm with him. Ban me, motherfucker. It's ethnically speaking, sorry. So, yeah, it is what it is. We're going to find out what happens. We're going to follow that story, you guys. We're going to follow that story. Y'all, we're going to follow that story. All right. I wanted to talk about Taylor Swift, but I had this one over here. Talk. We're going to talk about Taylor Swift because these are going to go hand in hand. These two can go hand in hand. We'll talk about that next Sunday. We'll put something in there a little different next weekend. But the last thing I wanted to do, I really wanted to try to have a conversation before I left with, you know, the viewers, you know, that are here at this moment <laughs> and speak on first impressions, you know, and other people in the podcast who are tuning in and listening on the podcast. I want to speak about first impressions because we forget how important a first impression is. And I wrote this down because I was just thinking, because I, I do a lot of thinking. I think about us as a people. So we can basically call this my closing statement. We'll call it the ethnic message of the night. I mean, I'm, I'm revamping the show every day and I'm writing in new things. So this would be something I would end with every night. So when this happens, the ethnic message we are closing all right, so, excuse me, the ethnic message of the night I want to get is how important it is to have a good first impression. Because my uncle always says, your first impression with him is your last impression. You only get one chance to make your first impression, and that's it. And here I like to preach or messageize, ethnically speaking, like messengerize you a word and just be like, always remember that you're going to meet a person for the first time and that will be probably the only time that you may meet that person. Try to make sure that in your life, your first impression to an individual is a lasting impression. Make sure that the impression that's lasting is an, is an impression that's memorable and uplifting. Like, don't make it a situation where it's negative. Um... Because that first impressions are important. Like, you may never see that person. You may blow up in the world. I'm like, that motherfucker. Like, you got to think about that. Like, first impressions are very, very, very important. Because you can go a long, long, long way with a first impression. So, that, I guess, that's be my ethnic message. I don't want to hold y'all too long. Because you know the Met Gala is going and people are still arriving. So, you know. But... The first impression is like that. Your first impression is your last impression. So, guys, always remember people are watching. People are out here. They're looking at you. You could be their God in life and everything. You never know what people are going through. Pray for your fe your fellow brother and sister, my ethnic people of all different creeds and all different shades. I appreciate y'all for coming in with me every Monday at 8.30, some places, 8.45 over here sometimes. I appreciate it because without y'all... This show wouldn't continue. But because y'all come back, 
I'll come back. When y'all stop coming back, I'm still going to pop up. And then you're going to come back. <laughs> so just support the movement. Ethically speaking, um, want to let you guys know that I will be at Ultra Bar Lounge tomorrow. Or we may call. I don't, I don't do it all across April. Um, March. Still did the shit, y'all. I will be at Ultra Bar Lounge May 23rd with Sarah Clark dropping her single. We will be turning up. If you know me, y'all know I am the turn up king. Like, it is what it is. We're going to turn up. So, I definitely can't wait to see you guys out there. Party with y'all. Come see your boy. We got at least, I don't know, fit bad bitches in the club. Five bad hoes showing love. Like, you never know. So, I appreciate y'all for coming through um, on the podcast, on the live show. I appreciate it. Keep showing love. I'm out. Can't nobody do it like me because, bitch, there ain't no other. And we're out.